listening to the weekly podcast presented by the Lighthouse Midlothian. For more information, please visit us at www.dfwlighthouse.org. Thank you and God bless. Be thou my vision. <laughs> All right. So we're going to look before we get into communion today, and we're going to be coming to the Lord's table today. But before we do that, I want to look briefly. You can take that with a grain of salt. It's all relative. But briefly, uh, at Psalm 23, and... Uh, how many, how many of you had to memorize the 23rd Psalm maybe when you were a young person? How many of you can still quote it? That's awesome. It's really good. Okay, so brought a paper Bible today. That's really something, isn't it? I have my, my electronic backup. This one actually has the Hebrew in it, and this one has, um, I think it's English. I'm not sure. Now, Psalm 23 is uh, a psalm I often read at funerals. Um, But don't worry, nobody's died today that I know of. It's a comforting psalm. That's why we do turn to this psalm in times of crisis. And if we were ever in a time of crisis, it, it, it could be now. A lot of things going on. So we just need to know who God is in this season. And last week we looked at God who reveals himself in Psalm 91 as a refuge and a fortress and a protector. I need that revelation of God right now. In Psalm 23, we see God also as a protector but he reveals himself as a a shepherd, someone who's watching over the sheep, watching over the flock. It says in Psalm 100 that we are his sheep, the people of his pasture. David wrote this song, a psalm of David, and he was a shepherd, so he knew all about this. He was found in the sheepfold. The sheep pen out. They had to go find him because he was, he was with his peeps, the sheeps. <laughs> yeah, that's where he identified. But see, that was a training ground. It says in other Psalms that God pulled him out of that sheepfold into a position of leadership. And so this word for shepherd in the Middle Eastern thought, it's also a word for leader, ruler, king. And so we need to declare in this day and have this revelation that the Lord, Yahweh, in Hebrew it's Yahweh Roi. It's just God my shepherd. And we can make that declaration when we have that revelation that he's, he's our shepherd. 
You know, we're going we're gonna to follow somebody, right? And we're only going to go as far as the person in front of us knows where they're going. And sometimes I've been that person in some foreign city somewhere. My poor wife has followed me through many foreign cities. Talk about GPS. Yeah, well, it's just right around the next corner. I just know it is. Well, uh, you go to a city like Rome, and you know why the Italians created spaghetti? That's how their road system looks. <laughs> it's just totally like this, and it's been like that forever. And then they got uh, what they call autostrada. They're like freeways. And you look at the map of the autostrada, it's still like that. So you can get lost really easily. And the GPS works sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. So we're in a place, in a season, and we're always in this season, folks, where we need to know who we're following. That's why it says in Hebrews, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, because he knows where he's going, and he knows where he wants you to go. He has a vision for our lives, which is greater than the vision that we have for ourselves. And that's why the Lord needs to be our shepherd. And we can declare right now, the Lord is my shepherd. I will not lack because he's a good shepherd. And one of the responsibilities is not only to lead us, because the shepherd knows where the good pastors are. He, he knows all the good hangouts. He provides for us. We will not lack. We will not want when we're following the shepherd. And this is a reference to the Old Testament where they were following Moses, who was also a great shepherd, through the wilderness. And it says during that time they were in the wilderness, they didn't lack a thing. And we can trust God in this season that when we're following him, we will not lack. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. We get fed, we get led. We get to lie down, we get to rest. Sometimes the best thing we can do is just get some rest. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy, burdened down. I'll give you rest. We just need that right now. I just felt like, especially today, we need to know the shepherd. He's not going to wear us out. He's going to stop when we need rest. Because we need rest. God created us. He created a Sabbath, a seventh day, a day of rest. And that day is not limited to a 24-hour period. It should be a lifestyle. Well, that's counter to our culture, that if we rest, we're not going to achieve. And we're so performance-based. Well, we're having to reevaluate that right now, really, because some of us are stuck. we got to rest. So enjoy the rest. Just enjoy it. That's a word for somebody.
He leads me beside still waters. Hmm. It is so restful sometimes to just sit and look out on the lake, look out on the river, look out on the ocean. What a blessing. I love it. I just look out on my sprinklers. It's as close to water as I am right now. All right? Just be refreshed. He restores my soul. That's an interesting word. He refreshes my soul. He, it's a gathering. It's a gathering because we get fragmented. And God takes all the little pieces, all the shreds that are left of our mind, our will, our emotions, and he pulls it all together. That's what that word says. The British have a word, shattered. How are you? Oh, I'm shattered. Something in a million pieces. Sometimes we get that way, folks. God pulls it together. We need rest for our souls. It's important. We need to take time to do that. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. The paths he chooses for you and I are right paths. It's the right way to go. We may not understand it all the time. Why are you leading me this way? I've never been this way before. How many of us have been this way before? Well, follow the shepherd, and you'll be on the right path. Now, sometimes he leads us places we sure don't want to go. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. That's a great verse to be quoting right now. The valley of the shadow of death, that paints a picture of a dark place, a narrow place, a place where you don't know what's around the next corner. But God does know. And if he's your shepherd, he will get you through. And even if I'm in that place that I don't understand, that dark, dark place, death could be imminent. I don't need to fear. Why? Because he's with me. I have his presence. Sometimes we're in those places and we think, well, Lord, you couldn't possibly be here with me. Sometimes he delivers us through, sometimes he delivers us from those places and sometimes he takes us through. But if we're with him, that's all that matters. So thank you, Lord, right now that you're with us. Thank you, God, that you're not going to lead us anywhere that your grace cannot hold us. So we just thank you right now that even though we're in some dark places, we're in some questioning places, we're in some places that we don't understand, we're in some places that sure smell like death, you're the life. You're the resurrection and the life. And death couldn't hold you. You were in some deep, dark places. You were in a tomb, but death couldn't hold you. You rose from the death. You conquered death. You are the light in our darkness. And your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. So God, we just thank you right now that we have the light of the world as our guide. Amen. Amen. Your rod and your staff comfort me. Sometimes we need a little nudge to get back on the path. Some of us need a lot of nudges. That's what that shepherd's staff is for. Sometimes we need a little love pat. God knows how to do it.
All right, they are actually a comfort. It's a consolation to know every once in a while. Okay, yes, God, you're there. All right, I hear you. I get the message. Okay, then we shift gears as we close this chapter out. We've been on a journey with God. He's our shepherd. We've been resting in those green pastures. We've been by the pools of still water. We've been in some dark places, but the shepherd's with us. Now... It's like watching a film, scene changes, dissolve, dissolve. Now we're at a beautiful banqueting table. It's a feast. It's been set up, and you've been invited. You and I are the guest of honor. You prepare a table for me, and it's not a thrown together table. It's not KFC in a bucket, throw it on the table, eat it up. Grab a Coke from the fridge. This is a high class, more silverware than you can imagine. Start from the outside and work in. This has, have you ever seen the banqueting table at Buckingham Palace? Well, I haven't seen it personally. <laughs> but I've seen it. The videos, I've seen the documentaries, and there are more, there's more glassware per person than there is on most tables, right? There are people in charge of every single detail. God invites us to his table, and we're going to come to a table today that God has prepared. God put a lot of thought into this table from the foundation of the earth. God prepared a table, a Passover meal, and he invites us all. And we're going to celebrate this morning. This table he prepared that he went to great lengths to prepare for us. So he has a table prepared. We come in. He's a good host. In, in Middle Eastern thought and custom at this time, if you were invited to a fine banquet, You'd get your head anointed with oil, a refreshing oil, a fragrant oil when you came into the presence. And so God anoints us. God refreshes us. He's marked us for great things. He washes our feet. It says, my cup overflows. In other words... There's no lack at this table. If you've ever been at a restaurant, you take two sips of water and they're right there and they're pouring it up. This cup never, ever, ever, ever goes dry. And, and, and it's a feast and, and you, you eat a little bit and there's more. Oh, pass him the platter. He's got an empty plate. Eat all you want. Okay, you provide a table, you, you present this to me, this great banquet. Where is it? It's in the presence of my enemies. What? That means your enemies are going to look on while you are at the Lord's table. They are only going to see with their eyes what God has prepared for you. You're protected at his table. You are provided for at his table. And the enemy can't touch you at his table. He brought me to his banqueting table, it says in the Song of Solomon. His banner over me, over me is love. That banner protects us. 
And there was Jesus at the Passover, at that table that had been provided, that room that had been prepared. And he was in the presence of his enemy, Judas, who was going to betray him. And yet it did not affect what was going on between him and his beloved. And there may be plots against you. People may betray you. People may come at you with accusations. But it does not matter because you need to stay at the table of the Lord. And listen to his voice. He's right there. But God is closer than the enemy. God is greater than the enemy. The enemy's threats are real. You better be at the table. The Lord better be your shepherd right now. You better be in his pasture and not off somewhere else where you think the grass is greener. The grass is greenest at his table and in his pasture. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Surely. It is confirmed. It is established. It is true. It is right that God is good and nothing can change that. Circumstances can't change that. World events can't change that. God is still good. And his goodness isn't just out there somewhere. Well, I hope I see it in the sweet by and by. You know, this psalm is not about getting to heaven. That's why it may be good at a funeral, but it's not really about a funeral. It's not appropriate, really, because we should be experiencing this in the here and in the now. Because goodness and mercy, if we know this, that word for mercy is covenant love and faithfulness. You've heard it from me before. It's God's covenant connection with his children. And that word follow doesn't mean you're like, I think something's back there. No, it means to hot pursue. His goodness and his covenant love and faithfulness are strongly pursuing you as if to overtake you. You got to know that, folks. He's there. God is in front of us as our shepherd. He's leading us. He's behind us, following us. He's guarding us on the sides. He's above us. He's beneath us. That's the prayer of St. Patrick we learned at Easter. God before me, God behind me, God within me. His goodness, his faithfulness, pursuing me. Do you believe that today? Sometimes we need reminding, amen? Amen. That's why we need the word. That's why we need each other. Man, I had a bad week. Man, that was a bad day. Man, work is killing me. All those people. Oh, my neighbors. Ah, my kids. My spouse. Remind yourself, who are we following? Who's following us? We need to be reminded, folks, this is real. This is real right now. 
It's real. We're, we're wearing masks for a reason. You know, it's inconvenient. I hate it. How do I hate thee, oh mask? Let me count the ways. <laughs> I can't see when I have the mask on. I can't even hear when I have the mask on. I don't know how it is. But guess what? The mask is for somebody else. The mask is a protection. The mask is a tiny little thing. If I go hiking in the hot sun, I'm going to wear a hat. It's a protection. But the mask isn't going to save us. Right? Sheltering in place is not going to save you. Doing all the right things, eating all the right things. All those are good things, folks. We need to be doing what we know to do, but not trusting in those things. We need to trust in the Lord who is our shepherd and keep declaring, I'm not in lack. My cup runs over. His mercy, his grace, his goodness are pursuing us, and I get to come to his table. Amen? Amen. All right, we're going to come to the table right now. And I mentioned it already, it's, it's, it's Jesus at the Passover table. And he says, do this to remember me. Do this to remember me. When you get together in your fellowships, so in this little pre-made packet, this won't be forever, folks. Just look around and say, this is temporary. All this is temporary. You're going to pull that tiny little piece of plastic off the top and get that little bread wafer. I think it's bread anyway. Just take it by faith that it's bread, okay? Just say, look at your, say, pastor says it's bread. Okay, so... And then under that, carefully, you've got the juice. And that, that juice doesn't taste too bad, okay? It has a shelf life of 14 years, but it tastes really good. Okay. Real grapes were used in the production of this. All right. Someone had to go to great lengths, actually, to prepare this, believe it or not. And then we had to order it, and we had to get it here. And then our deacons, they love it because they just go plop, 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 plop. Okay, it's just all right there. They lovingly serve communion and have been for years, okay? But the point is, it's prepared. And the Lord prepared this table. And as I mentioned, he prepared this table from before time began. He put it together. He's working all things together for good, because why? We love him. Anybody love, here, love God here today? Anyone love God online? Anyone here called according to his purpose? I think one or two of us. Yes? Okay, well, he's working things together for good. And Jesus knew he could share the Passover meal with his disciples because he was about to do something that had never been done. He was giving his life as a sacrifice for the whole world. And he knew he would be crucified. He knew he would go to the cross. He knew that it would involve pain and suffering. But he also knew that that was not the end of the line. That he would be resurrected. That he would conquer death and conquer hell and rise from the dead. And when he did, he would bring all, us, all of us with him who believe in him. And so, folks, right now in this time, it's temporary. Right now, we may face things that are tough. 
We call them our cross to bear. But we go through these days, these hours, these moments, these seasons, knowing that he is the resurrection and the life. And if that same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in you and I, he will make this body that you and I live in come to life. He'll bring it to life. So we are taking this cup and taking this wafer and we're declaring life. We're declaring death, yes, but we are more than that declaring life. So Lord, we thank you today for life. Lord, we thank you today for sacrifice. We thank you today that it wasn't over on that dark Friday. And Lord, some of us are going through some dark times. We don't deny it. Lord, some of us are in the valley of the shadow of death. We're in a tight spot. We're in a dark spot. But God, we got to believe that we're lifting up our eyes and we can see you. And so, Lord, be our light today. Be our vision. Be what we need. We call out to you. We trust you. God, deliver us. Jesus, your name means the one who delivers. And as we receive these elements today, we do, do so joyfully, and we do it as a family, and we come to the table that you have prepared for us, and we realize that you are our provider, our protector, our deliverer.